Welcome everyone to another Friday market updates. We are at the end of January. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over several things. What are some of the national headline articles that you should be aware of? Uh, what are some of the things that are happening in the local market? And also um, a little update related on my end, like some of the activity that has been going on on me personally. It's been an incredible January. I think it may be one of the most closings that I've done uh, since I've been in business. I have in contract of six properties in January. Super amazing, super fortunate. Uh, it's, it's all over the Bay Area. Just got it most recently in Danville. Congratulations to that wonderful couple and actually wonderful family. And it's all over, whether it's Daly City, South Bay, East Bay, Contra Costa County. A little bit of everywhere so there's a lot of uh congratulations to go around and they should all be closing sometime in february but let's jump into the news the biggest headline article that i would say of this uh this week is related to a couple of sale of properties and it's going to be interesting to see who actually will be buying these properties so the very first one is oracle oracle has a massive campus at the redwood shores area you may have, you may see it. it's very iconic, lots of glass buildings. However, they are selling some of their space that's across the street from them, which are, as you can see from the picture, not nearly the same type. You can see in the backdrop, like what the Oracle uh, actually kind of towers look like. These are just kind of more almost cookie cutter type of towers, uh, buildings. So they are planning to sell and they have offered to sell this space. It will be interesting to see which company may want to buy this space. I'm not sure who, who it may be. My guess though is it's probably gonna be maybe some life science company. That's my initial guess, because uh, it's a very prime location, very interesting uh, area. So something to be mindful of. Uh, it is now up for sale, Oracle-owned Bay Area campus that could become life science space. What are some other news? Uh, another one, NetApp, a huge campus in Sunnyvale goes on sale. This particular location is off, off of Crossman. For those that are familiar with this, this is not the one, because I believe they also had space. Actually, no, NetApp has actually been consolidating space for a while. So for some of you that know, NetApp has a uh, uh, had a place near downtown Sunnyvale. And like that place is now, I think Apple took over the lease uh, or took over the space. So now they will be selling four buildings uh, part of the headquarter campus in Sunnyvale, but it's been going on for some time. There's about 702,000 square feet of space. Um, so there could be a lot of potential uh, candidates for this. Sunnyvale is still a very big uh, location for a lot of the tech giants. So I would not be surprised if either Apple wants to make a move for this. It could be Google as well. Google is still very uh, buying a lot of prime real estate. So it will be interesting to see who actually takes on this space too. But NetApp is also selling their space. So this always leads us to the question that people always ask. Okay, all of these companies are moving away from the Bay Area or they're selling space. Um, I want you to hear what some pretty prominent VCs have to say about that. So I'm going to let you tune into this clip here. Cool. And get um, their take. Leaving Silicon Valley to go to other places like you know Texas or Miami. Um, and I'm interested in what you guys think, like, what, what does that mean for the future of, of Silicon Valley? And if either of you could start, if we're, I guess, in the shoes of a college student and we're about to start your career, 
like in a couple months um, at first job out of college, like where geographically would you go? Um, yeah, Shamath, we can start with you. Um, honestly, I would still come to the Valley. I, uh, I, I think that, you know, all of this is much ado about nothing in many ways. I just think that people are spending an enormous amount of time, you know, talking about where they're going to zoom into meetings of engineers in Silicon Valley from. Uh, <laughs> so I just think the whole thing's a fucking joke. Um, it's not, this is all window dressing. Look, at the end of the day, um, this has been the heartbeat. It will change over time. Um, but I was so, I remember the first day I, I got here, uh, you know, I was a kid from Canada and I was in Silicon Valley for the first time and I was like, wow, I, I, I'm here. This is it. And I, I've told this story before, but I was driving on the 101. This is right before the 101 highway. This is right before the internet bubble burst and Forbes had bought a huge ad as soon as you entered uh, Menlo Park that said high octane capitalism ahead. It's the craziest things you remember 20 some odd years later. Um, but this is the place. The people are incredibly special. Um, I think San Francisco may have lost its way a little bit, but you know, people in the Valley have always been kind of grinding on interesting things. The other, you know, there'll always be other places to go, but I wouldn't worry about that decision. I, I would just try to get here, get some, find some interesting people, work at an interesting company, learn, and then take some. But uh, I, I wouldn't be running to some of these places just because you know you're going to be one of the very few and you're almost there to prove a point which i just think misses the mark yeah i would agree completely with shamat in fact it was in 2005 or so that larry allison said innovation is dead mm -hmm. i don't know how many people remember that um and so when oracle decided to move its headquarters from silicon valley i my tweet was I'm glad to see it because it makes room for newer, younger, more innovative minds than the old ossified company like Oracle. Uh, so we do need to make room for newer people and I'm sort of glad the phenomena is happening. It makes room for all of you to come here. The most of the learning you do will be from friends, from acquaintances, from company. It won't be formal meetings over zoom it'll be the community you live in the talks you can go to the stanford professor or whoever you can listen to or the entrepreneur and, and that activity is still in the valley more so than other places i like to say silicon valley isn't a place but it's a culture it's a permissive culture and it's a culture where if you're a senior executive at a big company, it's generally a bad thing. And if you're a young, scrappy entrepreneur, it's a good thing, socially speaking. And that culture can be duplicated in other places and starting to happen. So he then goes about to say like potential areas like in Shanghai, other places like that. But I, I wanted people to hear that because it a lot of people are somewhat forgetting like what makes the Bay Area so special. now. If you aren't in these professions or you're not in these industries, then yes, it, it becomes an option for you to choose wherever you, you want to go. But the beauty is that network effect and the randomness of meeting all sorts of wonderful people. And that's actually one of the main things I absolutely love about my job. I mean, I get to meet people in all different skill sets and all different backgrounds, whether it's people in biotech, whether it's people in network security, whether it's people in uh, big tech, whether it's data scientists, it's absolutely incredible. So 
it is something very important for people that are thinking about moving away. Now, then again, a lot of people may be thinking about moving away temporarily until things get back to normal because we don't get that kind of um, collaboration at this time. But something to be mindful of. It will be interesting to see how this plays out. But, you know, like what they said, I mean, fortunately, a lot of these older companies, um, if they decide to move out, it's good. It opens up a ton more space, a lot more opportunities. They're not squatting on their space. And uh, it brings uh, wonderful, wonderful chances for, for new new ventures. So it's going to be interesting to see. And, and in biotech and that area altogether uh, will likely be a prime spot to take over their campus. All right, let's talk about the next thing. Potential impact of Biden's $15,000 home buyer tax credit. Um, so some people may be aware, other, other others have not. Um, I mean, I think this is going to be pretty interesting to see what happens. I mean, it, it is still in the works. It is not a, a guarantee that this will come into play. But if you think it's in, in competitive right now in a lot of you know popular spots that are great for first-time buyers, I mean, imagine if you had another stimulus on top of that. I think this also, you know, it's unfortunate, but Biden's kind of, not just Biden, but the, in general of the U.S., they are... They're not trying to figure out the root cause of things. This will only just increase prices because there'll just be more buyers on the table that were not there before. So it's a very big stimulant. But the biggest challenge we have is not the demand side. The demand, as you may see through all these reports, is very, very strong. It's about the supply side. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this impacts things. I don't think it will impact the Bay Area as much. It will uh, impact the places a little bit further out of the Bay Area. So like places like Contra Costa County, places like uh, Tracy, Mountain House. Uh, I went to a few properties out there for some clients. Man, it is very competitive out there. I mean, all new construction is sold out. There is nothing left to buy. So I would suspect a pretty big uh, price jump. And a lot of it is selling way faster than expected. Uh, or it has been way faster than expected. So there's not much new construction coming down the line for uh, some period because there's going to be this gap period that needs to happen. So what does this mean? It's going to just push up prices in a lot of these uh, places, especially places that have like 3% down options. So something to be mindful of. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, while it's going to be helpful for people as a tax credit, the result may be a higher price anyway. So the question is, do you want to get ahead of this rush of people coming in? Um, something just to be mindful of. Uh, do you want to take it on the front or take it on the back end? Is the, the way to think about the price of credit versus what may likely happen. 2020 home sales hit highest level since 2006. Median prices increased in every region over 2019. So this is something important. Existing home sales rose in December and total home sales 2020 reached the highest level in 13 years. What is this actually metric? This metric actually talks about, you know, we always, I, I keep getting the comment, oh, we don't have enough inventory. Uh, the supply is very limited. It's, it's because of COVID, but we don't get to buy. There's not much to see. That's not the case. Otherwise, existing home sales would not be the highest level it has been in 13 years. It actually shows that the supply is actually higher. The amount of new listings on the market is higher than it has been in 13 years. That's what this data says. Now, what it also means is that the buy side, the demand side has been stronger than it has been in 13 years as well. 
So that's the more important thing. It's not about the lack of new listings. It's about the strength of the buy side. So something to be mindful of. It's not the excuse, oh, there's not, listings are not coming on the market. That's not the case. You will see from the data yourself in, in a few more uh, pages that we will show, I will show you that, but it's more that the, the buy side is very strong. And especially as new construction is getting squeezed, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, with home sales or sorry, what's going to happen with prices because there's going to be even less uh, properties to choose from. Something to be mindful of. Here's another one. Housing starts hit highest pace since 2006. So uh, as I mentioned, new construction has been busier than ever. Like it's incredible to see what's happening. And a lot of the areas you'll see a lot of the housing starts because this is a national level statistic. However, um, in the Bay Area, it's not the same story because there's just only so much land that some that a, a builder can can build on. So give you an idea. I just went to Communications Hill yesterday and I have a few clients looking out there. And if you have not seen the video, do check out my video of the communication sales walkthrough of all the new construction out there. But even for themselves, they are at phase two out of phase four. They are almost completely sold out. There is a long wait list for some of the properties right now. The, uh, the latitude, which is our condos, will have more options. But like their townhome and single family, pretty much all gone. Uh, they will have a few more. The next available movements will be sometime like in past June. So June, uh, maybe looking in September timeframe. But once they finish those next ones, there is no more left in Communications Hill at all. It's going to be done uh, for this phase two for at least next couple of years. And so something to be mindful of. This is not just, oh, whenever you feel you're ready, uh, you can just go to new construction and they're going to have something waiting. Once it's sold out, it is sold out. Like there is nothing left. You have to kind of wait for the next one, wherever that may be. But just look at it on the map and look at it from my market updates. Look at it from the website that I have, really new construction. You can find it on my homepage below. There's just not a whole lot of options to choose from, uh, at least in the in the core Bay Area. Even in Tracy, they some are completely sold out, as in there's nothing left. Like you can reserve something even if you wanted to. So be mindful of that if you wanted to wait. Be in mind as well, even if you wanted to get in, it's not like you can even move in now anyways. You need to be on a wait list. To be on the wait list, you need to get pre-approved. The earliest move-in for a lot of these now is like basically uh, six months out. So it's not like you would move in right now anyways, but you do need to make your decision you know, pretty quickly. Um, some other relevant news. Peninsula Vaccine Maker lands lease at Big Alexandra Project. If a lot of some of you may have seen this particular building, if you go drive by 101, you will see this. I've always wondered what this large space is because it's been building for some time. Um, and it's the Alexandra District for Science and Technology. And it looks like as early as next month, people can start moving in. And there's actually at least four biotech companies within this facility. It looks absolutely incredible and beautiful on the outside. And it was being in construction for a while, but it's as you can see. More than 70% of the space has already been leased before even moving. So you can see the life science space is in like really high demand for those types of units because we don't have any of those. That is the current frontier. That is the next frontier, uh, especially here in the Bay Area. It's not going to be necessarily just big tech or just tech in general. 
It's going to be biotech in the life sciences space. And the last forecast, oh, for some reason, this is going to get updated. Do this real quick. The last forecast is Zillow expects another record year uh, for home sales. Well, so Zillow expects another record year. Zillow predicts a 21% increase in home sales, the most recorded since 2005. So it's funny uh, when it comes to the data of Zillow. I, you know, people ask me a lot about the Zillow estimate or Redfin estimate or Realtor.com estimate. They are general estimates. They are very helpful for people that are not um, looking at the market, you know, on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. You know, if you haven't seen the value of a home in the last, I don't know, five years, it's good to know a general ballpark. It is plus or minus 10% of the value of your home today, but it, it's better than not knowing is it worth a million or worth 2 million or worth 800,000. You can at least see what the actual general number is. But it is also interesting to see that they are predicting such a strong and another record year. I suspect that as well. I think a lot of things have been a surprise um, of how things have been. I think a lot of people were caught off guard, especially when it comes to construction, as I talked about previously. So something to be mindful of. I think things will be pretty intense this year, and it has already played out so far. So uh, one famous line is, if you want stability in the economy, because you think COVID is gonna be a hurt to uh, the economy, then be ready to pay the stability prices. And so it's very important to understand how is your situation different than others? You know, if you were a small business owner, I think you're in a different position than if you're somebody working in tech, which is quite frankly, one of the strongest and most stable, you know, jobs that there are right now. So it is important to be mindful of that, uh, of the scenario and, and to plan accordingly. Now, I'm happy to help whenever the time is right, but be ready to pay higher prices if things truly are, are more stable. So that gives you a quick update related to uh, the market updates. Let's talk about the actual data itself so you can see for yourself what is happening across the Bay Area in different counties. So let's talk about San Mateo County first. San Mateo County of the last week, a little bit of a less uh, reduction of new listings. So the previous week, because of the long weekend, uh, we had a little bit more listing, 167. Now we're back at 143. If you compare this to pre-shelter levels, we're actually pretty close to that level, maybe a little bit lower, but not too far off, a pretty healthy amount, much more than the last couple of weeks or in the last couple of months. Total contingent pending, though, is jump increased, 171. Here are the median prices. You can see that in the San Mateo County, which is kind of unique for most areas, it's been relatively flat for prices. It really depends on the area as to what you know where things have gone. But if you look at condos and townhomes, it has been a decline in prices uh, since the beginning of kind of uh, ever since the shelter in place happened. So something to be mindful of if you are one of those individuals that are that wish that they were able to get into San Mateo County. This is actually one of the few markets that it is um, it's so competitive, things still move quickly, as you can see through the velocity here, but the prices have not uh, been aggressive like many places that you may, may know. Let's take a look at Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County, 375 new listings this week, 358 continued pending. So it's absorbing very quickly, uh, as you can see, but it's not the imbalance that it was uh, in the past. When it comes to prices though, prices have increased, 
Although a little bit, um, I mean, slightly. So it also does depend on the area as well. So like North San Jose and along with um, uh, like Milpitas is, is very competitive today. We are seeing uh, record uh, prices, but other areas, not so much. Some areas are, are a little bit flatter. So like a Mountain View, Sunnyvale, it's very, a lot of competition, a lot of bidders, but we're not seeing uh, a crazy jump. So a lot of this is fairly predictable, as you can see on the medium prices. Uh, Condos Townhome, a little bit different story than the other one, than San Mateo County, slight increase um, throughout the year. Let's take a look at Alameda County. Alameda County, a little bit different. You can see that, that the change, it's substantial versus the other counties we looked at, looked at previously. If you compare this to the same time last year, um, you're probably looking at about 10 to 15% increase over the last year. So Alameda has certainly been very popular. There are certain properties that are setting records. So in general, whether you're looking in like the, the, the Nobi area of kind of the Berkeley, Oakland area, you are seeing a lot of competition. It is breaking records there. If you are looking at like a, a Danville, Pleasanton, you are also tend to be breaking records there. So it's just something to be mindful of. They are pushing new highs. Now you see condos, townhomes, different story, relatively flat, nothing too crazy here. Let's look at Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County actually has been, of the four so far that I just covered, some of the biggest increases that there has been. If you compare this to like the April, May timeframe, which is less than a year ago, never mind the February timeframe. I mean, if you compare to, I guess, February 2020, this is a, this is a 20, 20 plus percent increase in one year. Um, but things have been a little bit more consistent over the last couple of months. So things have somewhat stabilized. It will be interesting to see if this continues to move forward or if it, it was just that initial push. So something to be mindful of Contra Costa County when it comes to single family. Uh, condos and townhomes, slight increase as well throughout the year. Let's take a look at San Francisco. So um, one of the things that has happened with the MLS is finally there has been a merger in a sense that we all have access to the, to the data that we didn't actually have as much detailed access as before. So now I'm able to post these charts so you can see for yourself. When it comes to single family in, in San Francisco, prices, as you can see, has been relatively flat through the year. Nothing um, too crazy, but, uh, but things do move quickly. So something to be mindful of condos though, and townhomes completely different story. You can see it's a bit a decline, uh, a, a pretty, a decline of about 10% decline since of last year. Um, so something to be mindful of, of here. Now I do have several clients that are now looking to get into the market. So it is interesting to see that people are coming back into the market. I think a lot of people say, look, this is a very, very rare time, which it is to be able to buy something at a discount in San Francisco of all places. So keep that in mind as you shop, like you have low interest rates, which have increased a little bit, but also you have very low prices relative to what it has been in the past. So this may be a good time if you ever want to live, either buy an investment property uh, in San Francisco. And the last thing I'll cover is Marin County. So Marin County for single family, um, has been relatively flat throughout the year. It has it had initial increase, as you can see, pretty substantially in the begin of towards the uh, fall season. But now it has kind of leveled off to about the year. I think a lot of it may have been a dash 
from individuals from uh, San Francisco, but now it's cooled off. Condos and townhomes, there's just not a lot in that area anyways. As you can see, there's only 534 total out of 12 months, but this has been what's going on there. So I hope this has all been very helpful. Every week I go over the market data so that you can see for yourself what is actually happening. Of course, if you or anyone you know is considering to buy, sell, or invest in the Bay Area, I hope this video was helpful. Do share it with your friends, or if you want to have a conversation with myself, I would love to help you. I must have helped at least 10 families buy and sell a house through these videos alone. It's been incredible, and there's already another 10 that I'm actively working with. So I appreciate all the support. I'm glad to be able to help all of you guys. And um, if I don't talk to you, I will see you at the next one. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. If you like this show, please be sure to leave a five-star review for wherever you have searched for it. And if you wanted to talk about your real estate goals, feel free to reach out at any time. You can email me at spencer at spencerhsu.com or give me a call or text 408-223-5493. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.